At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Great Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got an absolutely tremendous hour for you as we're going to be joined in 15 minutes by Brandon Anderson. He does terrific work over at Action Network. We're going to be taking a look at this week's slate. We're going to be diving into everything that he likes on the card, so it is going to be tremendous to be able to take a look at what we've got because I think that it's a really nice slate, and plus, now we've got Saturday games back in our lives as well, unfortunately. No longer do we have the Tuesday and Wednesday matchup from college football. I don't know about you guys. Maybe I'm in the minority on this, but that said, gauging college bowls is something I really don't want too much of a part of. Thankfully, the people over there with the college bowl guide, everyone that worked so hard on that, they've got you guys covered because trying to look at all these opt-outs, trying to look at all these coaching changes, you're able to go down the list, by the way. Unfortunately, we lost Mike Leach about... 24, maybe a little bit less hours ago. That's just a really sad ordeal you feel for everyone out there in the great state of Mississippi. That is a treasure in the sport that is going to be lost and a treasure of a person that is lost. So I want to take a couple seconds, just give a little bit of melancholy trails to him because I, I still remember I was working in Portland, Oregon, the official flagship station of the Oregon Ducks back when he was coaching at Washington State, always very giving of his time. So we don't like that, but what we do like is being able to take a look at college basketball, and we've got ourselves a very nice fade that has been going on all season long, and 
You know what? We're going to be keeping with it. I think you guys know where I'm going. 661, 662 on the betting board. It is Western Kentucky on the road facing off against Louisville. When did you think that you'd be finding Louisville as a 7 to 7.5 point home underdog to Western Kentucky? But that is where we are at right now. Your total on this game is 131 to 131.5. I gave Louisville one opportunity this year against Maryland thinking, oh, they're a double-digit home underdog. Certainly, they've got to cover one of these spreads. No. This Louisville team is 0-9 straight up. They are 0-9 against the spread, and I'm trying to look for any metric that makes them look anything less than sorry at this point, and I'm really not finding it. In terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, they're in the bottom 35 in all of college basketball. In terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, they're in the bottom 50 in all of college basketball. In terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis, they're turning it over on 24% of their possessions. On the 363 D1 teams, they're in the bottom 10. I mean, it's just absolute sadness. And now you have to go up against a Western Kentucky team that has one of the literal giants of the earth. His name is Jamarian Sharp. Jamarian Sharp, he is very, very sharp down low. He stands seven foot five, and he is registering four and a half blocks per game. To put this into perspective, there's no other player in college basketball that is blocking more than 3.5 shots per game. And if you just take a look at overall blocks per game, this is more than over half the teams in all of college basketball. As a matter of fact, you have only 55 teams in college basketball that is registering more than 4.5 blocks per game. So he's blocking more shots by himself than over 300 D1 teams. And now you pair that up with the Western Kentucky team that, oh, by the way, they're shooting over 43% from three-point range on the road. That is number three in all of college basketball. And you have to go up against an L a Louisville team that... They've got one guy right now that's giving you double figures, L. Ellis. And L. Ellis does not deserve any flack whatsoever because I recognize that he currently leads all of college basketball in terms of turnovers per game, but he's pretty much having to carry the team on his back. I mean, his back is going to need some ice after the game because he has been carrying it all year long for the scene because the team just flat out refused to pick up any guards, whether that be by a freshman or whether that be by the transfer portal and literally... I mean, if you're wanting to ask what they could have gotten in the transfer portal, literally anything, anything would have helped because we all knew that Louisville had guard problems. We all knew, okay, this is a team that they've got something in the post, but they could really use anyone to be able to put in there a few three-point shots because they're currently shooting about 28.5% from three-point range. Nah, they just refuse to. It's a sad, sad situation with Louisville. I never thought I'd be making Western Kentucky a 12-point road favorite on my personal line, but that's what has happened. And I've been seeing a 5- to 6-point differential in terms of my line and the bookmaker's line on Louisville. And thus far this year, pretty much every one of them have hit, except for the one time where I decided, you know what, we're going to give Louisville this one shot against Maryland. Not again. Not until we see... Like, never nervous purpose walk through that door or anything like that. It's just a sad situation. And, and as a result, I did set my total 128 as well. You've got a Louisville team that is very much a mid-tempo team, but they're creating more turnovers for themselves than Sarah Lee's Bakery. I'm sure that they would be very impressed. And if they ever go into confections, they would be a team that would be able to make a lot of money with that regard. Western Kentucky, about 272nd in terms of possessions per game. I like this total over or I like this total under, I should say. I set my total at 128. Do not take the over. I like this total under, and with Western Kentucky, set them as a 12-point favorite, are right up here. 
fading Louisville, taking the spread of Western Kentucky. Now let's take a look at another game involving a, shall we say, former ACC school. And this one is looking a lot more respectable, and I'm sure that the ACC would be willing to make a trade right about now for them. 663, 664 on the betting board. UCLA on the road facing off against Maryland. In my opinion, the biggest game of the night with Maryland being between a pick'em to a one-point favorite. Jordan's game is in between 139 and 140.5, and with this Maryland bunch, I did make them the two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think what is really big here is taking a look at the home court edge and just the overall travel that UCLA has to go through. And UCLA, they have to get used to this because when they're out there in the Big Ten, they're going to be experiencing a whole lot of these road trips. But for Maryland, they took that loss to Wisconsin and they took a little bit of an L against Tennessee. So they're coming off of a pair of games that were not so savory. But having to try to win in the trying to win in the Kohl Center, that is very difficult to say the least. And on top of that, when it comes to this Maryland team, what they've been able to do a good job of is defense. Both of these teams, as a matter of fact, they rank at the top 35 nationally in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. For Maryland, they're only shooting about 31.5% from three-point range. They've got the shooters where I do think that this is going to be going northward. And both of these teams, they don't necessarily have that one dominant big man. Adema Bona, who is a true freshman for UCLA, stands right around 6'10", 6'11". He could become that. Right now, he's only giving them right around four rebounds per game. So you look at Julian Reese along Dante Scott. For this Maryland team, a combined about 14 rebounds, 26 points per game. I like what they're able to show through. And then you've got a pair of Swiss Army Knights on both sides. Jalen Clark over at UCLA and Jameer Young for Maryland. Maryland's Jameer Young has come in from Charlotte and he's been terrific. 15 and a half points, 4 and a half boards, 3 and a half assists. He gives you about a steal per game. Only shooting about 30% from three-point range, but he does have a nice sharpshooter and Akeem Hart. He's been able to give you a double-figure amount of points from three-point range. He's laying it up at 42% to be able to help him out. Now, UCLA is one of the best teams at not turning the ball over in all of college basketball. As a matter of fact, they are in the top 15 in the country in terms of fewest turnovers, both on a per-game and a per-possession basis, and a big reason why Tiger Campbell, 13.5 points. He's seen a little bit of a drop-off in terms of his three-point shooting. He's shooting right now about 32 or so percent from three-point range, but gives out 4.8 assists at two turnovers per game, and that allows Jalen Clark who has really been the guy stuffing the stat sheet for this UCLA team to really cook 15 points, six boards, 2.3 steals, shooting 45.5% from three. I think that there's going to be a little bit of fall off there. And then obviously off Jaime Akas as well for UCLA, 17.5 points, five boards. It is a really good job for the team. But the one thing that you fear with this UCLA team is really tough. They've got mainly a six-man rotation. Sometimes you get someone like a Kenneth Nwuba, out there, he's been able to give the team a few minutes, but really doesn't do a lot in terms of scoring. And then for Maryland, you do have someone like a Noah Bachelor and Ian Martinez. These are guys that have been able to provide some nice production for the C. Martinez, right around six and a half points per game. I think that the depth of Maryland could be able to win out, along with just the road trip in general. In terms of a neutral court, I'd be willing to set UCLA as more around a one to one and a half point favorite, but I think with them going from west to east, it's really going to take an effect on them. And with UCLA not really having a ton down low to wreck the apple cart of Maryland, I do like Maryland to be able to protect home court, be able to get the win in the spot in a game that I think is going to be a little bit lower scoring. Both of these teams very solid on defense. 
You've got UCLA playing a little bit faster this year, but it's not like they play at warp speed or anything like that. Semi-total at 135.5. I'm willing to go under, and I'm willing to ride with Maryland being a one-point favorite to a pick I'm willing to lay up to two, as a matter of fact, with them. How about if we wrap up this segment with a West Coast game? 667-668, New Mexico State on the road against St. Mary's. St. Mary's is a 13 to a 13.5-point favorite. Total saying between 130 and 131. And with New Mexico State, They've gone through, shall, shall we say, a less than savory situation with everything that helped him with what is believed to be a self-defense shooting for one of their starters, Mike Peake, who is suspended and definitely not a great ordeal. But since really everything came out with that, this has been a New Mexico State team that has actually responded very well. Their last two games, they lose by one possession against Santa Clara, and then they go on the road to get a nice win against Duquesne. And his team has a really good backcourt. Xavier Pinson, who was actually a starter at LSU, is teamed up well with junior college transfer Jashwandre Washington, who I believe that Greg Heyer, who is currently the coach of this team, he was coaching at the junior college level last season, actually brought him in after he was coaching him up a season ago. These two guys are combining the average 26.5 points. You get Washington going for 8.1 rebounds per game. They combine for three assists, or they combine for three steals. They combine for 10.5 assists per game. Washington shooting 43.5% from three-point range. Then you've got Anthony Roy shooting 46% from the outside. Now, St. Mary's, you've got all sorts of guys like a Kyle Bowen who's able to give you six half boards. He shoots it well from three-point range. Aiden Mahaney is able to do a terrific job as well. You've got a St. Mary's team that, in general, is one of the slowest teams at all of college basketball. They just execute very well. But you've also got a New Mexico State team that they're forcing 15 turnovers per game. Meanwhile, they themselves are only turning it over about 13 times per game. I like what I'm seeing of this New Mexico State team. They have responded very well to an adverse situation. I said the more around an 11.5 point underdog. So being able to get 13, I'm going to dive in on them. Also set my total at a 131.5. So looking at this total over as well. And coming up next, what we're looking at is the NFL. So we're going to be joined by Brandon Anderson, who does terrific work over at Action Network. On the flip side, here on the Great Peterson Experience, I'm Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot. 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Watch football with a little bit more online by playing for free in the Guinness Challenge. Go and visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And it's great to be joined by Brandon Anderson. He does absolutely incredible work over there at Action Network. And much like myself, has D3 running in his veins. I am a UW Oshkosh graduate, and I believe that Brandon is from Wheaton College out there in the great state of Illinois. And it's always a pleasure to have a fellow D3 alum aboard. Thank you. Yes, sir. Stag Bowl is this weekend. We got North Central and Mount Union. I, I don't have a cap for that one, but I can't wait to watch the game on a Friday night for the D3 title. And typically, we do get a spread like 24, 48 hours in advance as well. Mount Union, they had been down for a few years, but once again, they are very, very resurgent. And we've seen guys such as Cecil Schwartz and Pierre Garcon come out of that program as well. So that is going to be a lot of fun to take a look at. And it's also fun to be able to take a look at this week's slate in the NFL. And I do think that there are some fascinating matchups. And this one jumps to mind for me because it's backup quarterback week. And with the Pittsburgh Steelers, we saw Kenny Pickett go out of the game on Sunday. So that caused for a little bit of a line move in this one against the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are currently a two to two and a half point favorite as I'm seeing it in terms of this game after they were more like a three point underdog on the look at line with a total between 38 and 38 and a half. What do you make out of this game? Because I do think that assuming that we don't see Kenny Pickett out there on the field, it is a little bit of a drop off to Mitchell Dabrisky. I don't know if it's this big of a drop off though. This seems a little bit overreactionary. I agree. I think that this line reacted too strongly. I think people are trying to get excited because, oh man, could the Panthers make the playoffs? Steve Wilkes? Look, the Panthers are just in a terrible division. Like, we don't need to make too much of this. They played bully ball against Seattle. They ran it right up the gut. Guess who you can't do that against? The Steel Curtain. You've never in my entire life been able to just run the ball at Pittsburgh and punch them in the mouth and get away with it. You can do that against Seattle not Pittsburgh, especially not T.J. Watt Pittsburgh. Six games this year with T.J. Watt back in the field. Pittsburgh ranks third on defense, top five against the pass and the run by DVOA. So I think this team is still underrated. And look, 
for a lot of teams, when the quarterback goes out, you got to downgrade them. I'm honestly not sure Trubisky is a downgrade. Kenny Pickett, they're playing more conservative that way. Hopefully, Trubisky isn't throwing three interceptions every game. But I, I love Pittsburgh here because the guy you want on the field is T.J. Watt. That's the guy that the line moves for Pittsburgh, not the quarterback, not right now. So I think Carolina is fake better these recent weeks. Like, the numbers haven't really gone up a lot. The schedule just was a little softer. Pittsburgh is actually better. They're defending well. And another a stat that I waited on, because I almost took Pittsburgh heading into the weekend. Glad I didn't, because the line flipped. I thought it might, because when you look at this, if Pittsburgh loses to the Ravens and then plays the following week, they're 11-5 and five against the spread the next game. After they beat the Ravens instead, they're only 6-12 and 12 against the spread. So you like Pittsburgh in the underdog spot. Week 5 forward, Mike Tomlin is a perfect 6-0 and 0 against the spread as an underdog after losing the division, and he's won all six of those games outright. So I love the spot here. Sam Darnold, you're making Sam a favorite? No, thank you. Give me Pittsburgh, my favorite pick of the week. I like the money line. I think Steelers get the job done. Yep, when it comes to Sam Darnold, never necessarily a guy that I've wanted to back before, and laying points with him is not a time in which I want to be starting either. This is a question of whether or not the Steelers are going to be making my car because the Carolina Panthers certainly are not, and right now that's one that I'm starting to lean towards. This is one where I feel like it really is underdog or pass at the current number. If it bumps down, then maybe I would reconsider, but that would be the Chiefs and the Texans. Texans are two touchdown home underdogs in this game with a total that has actually gone up in 49. I recognize that Davis Mills is not necessarily the world's greatest quarterback. He's better than Kyle Allen, though. Why they were starting Kyle Allen, I really don't know. But fortunately, we've got Davis Mills back there. And with the Kansas City Chiefs, I just can't lay big numbers with this team because year in and year out, we have seen them just not be able to cover north of a touchdown spread very consistently. I'm not sure if you're on the same wavelength as myself, but this is a spot where I don't know if I fire in on the Texans, but it's one where I just can't trust the Chiefs laying this big of a number based on what I've seen in the past. Yeah, I agree. I think it's Texans or pass. you, you got to play the number here. You're not playing the Texans. You're playing the plus 14. Home underdog, 14 points this late in the season. All the trends here love the number. Not the Texans. Nobody loves the Texans, but it's the double-digit underdog. It's the late season, huge underdog. Lovey Smith as a big underdog. There's all sorts of trends in ATS that go in Houston's favor. You're going to feel great about it. So don't go crazy with it. You know, Pat Mahomes could just come out and drop four touchdowns in the first half and you'd be like, oh, well, why did I bet on the Texans against Mahomes? It's playing the number. We did it against Dallas last week. I played the money line against Dallas, so heartbreak hotel for me. I was right there on my plus 1,100, but yeah, I agree. Texans are past for that one. Yeah, this is a game that probably doesn't deserve a whole heck of a lot more of an explanation than that because, man, this is going to be one that going to be a little bit more grody. This game, I think, is going to have a lot more intrigue because the Seahawks, they got off to a really nice start to the season. They have cooled down ever since then, and we're seeing people react to what we saw in chart number one for our good friend Brock Purdy as right now with the 49ers, it's a split. You're seeing about 50% of books at a minus three with the 49ers, about 50%. They're at a minus three and a half with a total of 43 and a half. 
I do think that for Seattle, we've got to be keeping in mind, this is a big-time home field advantage. Traveling on a short week is not easy. Certainly, the 49ers are in a little bit of better form, but I've got trepidations here. I've yet to fire in on either of these teams. Have you made a decision either way? I have, but I've made it with trepidation. If if you've watched over the last like two months, I've, I've called myself Seattle Island. I've just been on Seattle Island for months now. I thought this team was good early in the year, and we rolled them. We got a lot of wins out of it, and I've started to fade, and I got to say the island took on water. I, I kind of bailed off the island in the last couple of weeks. It, it feels like the island had its stand, but I think I'm back. I'm back for one more last stand because, look, like you said, you framed it pretty well. This is a must-win game. Like, Seattle's playing for their season right now. They were looking good. They're in the playoff hunt. Now they're fading. Chiefs are up next in Kansas City. This is the spot. You're home with where it's one of the last real home field advantages with a rookie seventh-round quarterback making his road debut start on a short week, so less time to prep for a Thursday night game. No Debo in this game. Season on the line. And I want to get that plus three and a half. You want the hook because you can always cover, even if it's ugly, if you get the three-point loss, maybe a backdoor cover. Look, I, at Action Network, we have a system called Bet Labs where we can track all these different kind of trends against the spread. Cal Shanahan, not good as a favorite. Pete Carroll, great on short rest, great after a loss, great as a division underdog. So I have all these systems set up. I have 14 trends in favor of Seattle in this one. Zero for the 49ers. It is <laughs> the biggest difference in trends I've seen the entire season. I don't love it. Seattle does not feel good to bet on. The island is underwater, but I am going back for one more stand Thursday night. I think this is Seattle's last stand. I got to be on them. Yep. If you're looking at recency, it will put you on the 49ers. If you look at all the trends and just the way that rookie quarterbacks in general We've never seen a rookie quarterback ever make the Super Bowl, and it's very rare that these guys are able to bust through and have big rookie seasons. That is something to keep in mind as well. And yeah, how about if we go to the other primetime game? Because this is one in which I don't think I could trust either of these teams on this line. It is the Packers and the Rams. The Rams are currently a seven-point underdog. Toronto's game is 39.5. Maybe it's just the Wisconsin and me speaking, but the Packers, it feels like they can't cover against anyone other than the Chicago Bears. And I don't know if I want to be resting my faith in Baker Mayfield, who's been with the Rams for a little bit over a week now, and I feel like that might have been one of the flukiest drives we've ever seen against the Raiders. Yeah, I think so too. Like you don't want to, you don't definitely don't want to have your money on Baker here because we saw how bad it looked the whole rest of the game to need that drive. Honestly, the numbers say the Packers are a pretty quality team. I know the results haven't been there. I know that they only have two wins by enough uh, by more than three points, and it's both Bears games. But Aaron Rodgers at home. Aaron Rodgers after the bye, nine to three and one against the spread. Rodgers at home in prime time, 23, 11-1, 68% cover rate. So the Packers are pretty good. The Packers' offense has been solid. The defense is eh, not great. But the thing that the Packers are terrible at is stopping the run. The Rams can't run. They can't run block, and they don't run at all. I think the matchup sets up pretty well. The Rams are terrible. The Packers are disappointing, but not terrible. The numbers say the Packers are still kind of a decent team. You don't want to go crazy on this one because the seasons are over here, but I like the Packers, especially get the minus seven. 
Yep, and with the Green Bay Packers as well, they have finally found a wide receiver for our good friend Aaron Rodgers and Christian right. Watson, who's been able to do a very good job. We're taking a look at it in terms of futures market, in terms of rookie of the year, and we've got a lot of backup quarterbacks that are going to be taking center stage this week, and we're going to be continuing with Brandon Anderson of Action Network, taking a look at some of these next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Ball sports are in full swing. A Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a soccer, football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. Bet Rivers is also calling soccer fans. Head on over to BetRivers.com to check out World Cup Daily Bet and Gets as well as it's a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by Brandon Anderson over there at Action Network. And as we know, it's just absolutely insane to take a look at some of these games this week. It feels like and we talked about this a little bit off air, it's what teams do you have the fewest issues with rather than teams where it's like, yes, I am fired up to be able to back them. And feels like this game is one of those as well. It's Ravens and the Browns with the Browns. They're anywhere between a two and a half to a three-point favorite. This opened up at three. We've seen a few two and a halves come onto the board with a total of that. There's no dive, no dive to 38 and 38 and a half. And I think it's fair to say both teams have quarterback issues because with the Ravens, no question, it's, Every single quarterback that they've got is injured right now, which that's not great. But also with the Cleveland Browns, they really upgraded this team after Deshaun Watson came into the fold. And I like Deshaun Watson in 2023. This man hasn't played football in nearly two years. And now we gave him a big giant boost. And I'm not sure if I agree with that either. Yeah, I think Cleveland has been upgraded here on the lines. And I'm not sure they should have been. Watson has been mostly terrible so far. And honestly, Cleveland's offense was pretty good the rest of the season. Jacoby Brissett wasn't a superstar. He didn't have the ceiling what Cleveland hopes Watson will bring. But the offense was humming. The run game was good. They were passing it when they needed to. Now they kind of can't do anything. I believe they've scored 16 offensive points in eight quarters with Deshaun Watson, which I'll do the math for you. Two points a quarter is not going to get the job done. I like Baltimore on the road here. I think it's a good underdog spot for them. John Harbaugh as a division underdog, 17-7-1 against the spread, 71%. And Kevin Stefanski in the division, 4-12 against the spread, 1-7 as a division favorite in Stefanski's lifetime. So it's not a good spot for Cleveland here. I just can't make Deshaun Watson a favorite, certainly against a Ravens team that's a good team. They're a playoff team with at least a playoff defense right now. Roquan Smith, once he came over in that trade, the Ravens have the number one run defense in the NFL. To me, that's the key thing here. We know the Ravens want to run. We know the Browns want to run. I think the quarterbacks actually end up being mostly irrelevant here. Both teams should want to run, but the Browns run defense, terrible. Has not stopped anyone all year. J.K. Dobbins is back. I think he has a big game. On the other side, though, Roquan Smith and that number one run defense. I think that's the difference here. So I like the Ravens. I wish I knew who was playing quarterback. I would certainly feel a little better, but I like getting the plus three while it's out there. From week 14 forward, the last couple of decades, 
AFC North division underdogs, 41 and 22 against the spread, 65%. So I think it's a great spot to back Baltimore here. Yep, with Baltimore, certainly you've got a lot of question marks at the quarterback spot, but you don't have a lot of questions elsewhere with them. Meanwhile, for the Browns, it does feel like as of right now, it's been a little bit of tough sledding with Deshaun Watson in terms of the offense. I recognize that they got that win against the Texans, but boy, that was a pretty ugly game that he played. And this is a game that I think is going to be a little bit more of a thing of beauty as we've got the Chargers and the Titans for the Titans. They started out the year very, very strong. It's been a little bit of a decline for them. Meanwhile, for the Chargers, it feels like they are finally getting healthy. And when you saw what they were able to do on Sunday night, they are now finding themselves as three-point favorites. Where do you stand on this game? Because I think the big key for this game is Derrick Henry. If the Titans are able to get him going, which has not been the case the last few weeks, they've got a good chance to be able to win this game outright. If the Chargers bottle him up, it's going to be tough sledding for them. Yeah, it's an interesting matchup because the Titans, uh, defensively, the Titans stop the run pretty well and funnel to the pass. Well, the Chargers can't run anyway, so they are happy to do all the passing. Meanwhile, the Chargers' defense can't stop the run, and that's really all the Titans want to do. So you have two defenses that are kind of playing to the strength of each other's offense. So that could be interesting here. Derrick Henry actually had a great first half against Jacksonville. He just only had two yards in the second half, but... I think Henry could have a big game. Uh, I wrote a column at Action Network last week about season leaders. Derrick Henry, I think, had a chance to steal the rushing crown here. He's got this game against a bad run D. They play Houston next week, and they still have Jacksonville to close the season. I think Henry could have some big games. His yards per carry goes up each month of the year. So it's a good spot for them. I like Tennessee here. I, I just think I don't trust the Chargers a whole lot yet. They have seven wins, but six by one score. Four of the wins don't even cover the three-point spread here. Uh, if you look at them against playoff teams or potential playoff teams, they're only one and four on the year. I just don't feel like the Chargers have proven that they're real favorites yet. And you said they're getting healthy. Well, the offense is getting healthy. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are getting healthy, but the line is still bad and the defense is still bad. The injuries on the defense are huge. Tennessee's defensive injuries are huge also, so it's a mess on the injury front on both sides there. But Mike Rabel, when he is a three-point underdog or more, 21-8 and eight against the spread, and he has won eight of the last 12 outright in that spot. So I just think the script sets up pretty well. Tennessee starts out these games well. They get Henry going, get on the front foot, and Herbert, the Chargers, they just they haven't played well from behind or late in the game. I feel like Tennessee is the side you trust just a little bit more here. With the Tennessee Titans, it's been a little bit of a topsy-turvy year, but even with their decline in the last few weeks, they've still been one of the most profitable teams in the NFL. They've done a good job of being able to cover quite a few spreads. All about can they get Derrick Henry going, in my opinion, in this one. And for the Minnesota Vikings, is regression finally catching up with them as we saw them go down against the Lions as it was a game where a lot of people were like, well, you've got a sub-500 team against a Vikings team that lost just twice. And, of course, it was the Lions that was able to come out victorious here. Now the Vikings head back home against the Colts, and our four-point favorite total on this game is 48.5. And with the Colts, in terms of their talent itself, I think the biggest question I've got with this game is, is Jeff Saturday going to be able to put them into winning spots? Because I think that that's such a big key. With this game, you've got Matt Ryan, who... He pretty much got placed onto waivers, and that was just a failed experiment for the Colts. So 
lot to take a look at here. Where do you stand in terms of Vikings versus Colts? Because I feel like if this line were three, I'd feel much better about the Minnesota Vikings. At four, I feel like this is almost no man's land. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it does feel normally when there's a line in this range, you kind of want to wait it out because the line probably gets to five and a half or six or it gets down to three and a half. They're kind of waiting for us to decide for them, I think. Four of Minnesota's 10 wins don't cover the four and a half right now. And the Vikings only have one win by more than one score. That was the Packers week one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's been a minute. So if you like the Vikings, best case scenario, you're probably sweating out a backdoor cover situation here. So I think if you want to play this one, this, this is a Saturday, the early game on Saturday. I think you might be able to play this live and maybe get both sides because the Colts are two and 11 in the first half against the spread. They have not been a good first-half team at all. They started slow all year, whereas the Vikings are horrendous in the third quarter. Offense and defense atrocious in the third quarter. So you might be able to get a Vikings quick start and then kind of a Colts comeback, be able to play it live on both sides. A couple of numbers I found interesting here. Matt Ryan, when he comes off the bye week, 9-5 and five against the spread, so 64%. Kirk Cousins... When he faces an opponent off the bye week with a little extra time to prepare for him, two and eight against the spread. So to me, I lean Colts here. I, I agree with you. I think if it was three, maybe a little different, but I think the line's a little a little too high. So you gotta like the Colts. And we've talked a lot about offsides. How about if we go to a total that you like in the Giants versus the Commanders? It feels like we had this game two weeks ago. Oh wait. We did have this game two weeks ago, only now the Commanders are the home team and they're between a four and a half to a five point favorite. This is a game where once again, if this were more of like a field goal line or if we had a touchdown line, I could take one side or the other. Right now it's sort of in no man's land. So this is a little bit tough from the side, but in terms of the total, we're seeing at 40 and 40 and a half. Both of these offenses have been relatively anemic. Both of these offenses don't have great quarterbacks. I just don't see a lot of points being scored in this game. Not sure if you disagree, but this feels like a game which versus 17 wins. Yeah, I agree. I would lean Giants here if I'm taking a side, kind of similar to the game we just did with Colts-Vikings, but I love the under here. One of my favorite plays of the week. I loved the under two weeks ago. We got the under 40 and a half, and man, did we ever sweat that one out. If you remember, (laughs) we tied 20 to 20. We had overtime and somehow hit my under, so can't complain the rest of the day after that one, but both teams here, top six rushing the passer, both teams bottom six protecting the passer. That screams under to me because you're not going to have time in the passing game. And there's a whole bunch of trends. You look at week 14 and the later division games, total at 40 to 47 is 56% of the under. Outdoor games, 62% of the under. Home favorite under seven, 57% of the under. And uh, 36 to 40 point total, 67% of the under. So a lot of trends here. I don't see any points. I'll take the under. Absolutely. And we'll be taking a few unders in college basketball next as we take a look at the Wednesday board right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on the flip side on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress 5 Years Running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. You want the gift that keeps on giving? VEASAN is a gift that keeps on giving. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for just $79 and get access to everything that we do. Now through the big dance, sign up and you'll also receive $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to daily recaps of all the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. You get tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every single game, deep dives, on betting reports, plus our ongoing college bowl coverage with best bets on every single bowl game. It's a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the end of March Madness. That's at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The tie-up loose ends. A big thanks to Brandon Anderson. Does great work over at Action Network. Talked with him the last two segments about what we're all going to be seeing on the NFL card this weekend. We're going to talk a little bit more NFL in our number three. As we're going to be joined by Ryan Kramer, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So be on the lookout there as 
The rest of the way, we've got mostly NFL and college basketball. The NFL has a nice rambunctious slate and games on Saturday now as well. We're going to be seeing a lot of Saturday games because if you checked your calendar, Christmas is on a Sunday, so it's going to be a limited Christmas slate. Hopefully you guys have done all of your Christmas shopping. I made sure to get mine done very early so that way I could be available and give you guys as much profitability as humanly possible because it is a very, very rambunctious time of year. I know many of you guys need some Christmas gifts to buy, so let's try to make you guys some money on the Wednesday card to be able to do so in college basketball. And we'll lead off with a game that is going to be played in the great state of Florida. 631, 632 on the board. It is Ohio. They're on the road facing off against Florida. Florida between a 12 and 12 and a half point favor with a total between 142 and a half and 143 and a half. We've seen this total tick down just a little bit, and that puts me on the over. Got an Ohio team that has not been doing a great job on defense whatsoever. Among your 363 D1 teams, it's an Ohio team that, in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, is 273rd. And for Florida, they've been able to do a respectable job. They're more around 90th, but Florida's really been able to make their bones on offense. Now, what they do have with Florida as well is Colin Castleton, who's been tremendous. 17 points, 8 rebounds, 3 blocks per game. Does a nice job stuffing the sad sheet. And then Will Richard... It's been a little bit banged up, and we've seen a little bit of regression from him. He came in from Belmont this recent offseason, and shooting over 50% from three, I think that we're going to see a little bit of regression there. That's just not a sustainable number, but what you do have for this Ohio team is a team that they themselves, they do shoot 36% from three-point range. They play a little bit of a slower tempo, but you do have a backcourt that I like with Miles Brown along Jalen Hunter. Both being able to combine for about 20 and a half points per game. Brown has been able to shoot 47.5% from three-point range. Hunter gives you 37% three-point shooting. These two guys they combine for about six and a half assists per game. And big for this Ohio team is that AJ Brown was out of the fold to begin the season. He's out back and in his five games back at 17 and a half minutes per game. He's averaging 10 and a half points per game. Now, what this Ohio team is gonna need to do is just be able to try to match up with Colin Castleton down low. Dwight Wilson, who I still remember, I was at James Madison a few seasons ago. He was in the top 10 nationally in terms of rebounds on a per-minute basis. He's been doing a great job down low this season. 12.5 points, 10 rebounds per game, but I don't know how well he's going to be able to match up with everything that you're going to be seeing down low for Florida. And then, yeah, Devin Baker, he's been able to shoot only about 28% from 3.5 points per game. All in all, he's been able to do a relatively solid job for the team, but was expecting a bit more out of Gabe Witznitzer, the six foot eleven gentleman from Louisville. He's given the team 15 minutes per game, but he's been semi-ineffective with only about five and a half points, three and a half rebounds per game. Was expecting a little bit more out of him. And for Florida, you got so many good just glue guys in this backcourt. They brought in a guy from VMI who's been solid at Trey Bonham, giving you about nine and a half points, two assists, shoots it relatively solidly from three-point range. You got someone like an Alex Fudge, great name by the way, shooting 40% from three, eight and a half points, five rebounds, good versatility out of him. I think that you're going to see a lot of good possessions on offense. Florida is a team that only turns the ball over 11 and a half times per game. Ohio doesn't necessarily get out of line in terms of holding onto the ball as well. And for Florida, allowing opponents to shoot 36.5% from three point range. Now, I do think that Florida is going to be able to prevail and cover because I do think that with the way that Colin Castleton has been putting on a block party this year, that that is going to be enough. For them to be able to get it done, willing to lay up to 13 with Florida. But in terms of this total, set my more around a 145. So seeing this dip on the total has me on the over to go along with Florida. How about if we stay out there in the southeast part of the country? And 
When you go to a power conference team that is a 16-point underdog to a mid-major, and I think that it's very warranted. 637, 638 on the betting board. The Blazers of UAB are going to be playing us to South Carolina. South Carolina is an underdog of 16 points, and total on this game is anywhere between 143 and a half and 144. What I will say for the South Carolina team is that Gigi Jackson has been really good. He's a projected top pick in next year's draft, a guy that has been able to give you about 16 and a half points, seven boards at six foot nine. He shoots in the mid 30s from three point range. And now you've got Michi Johnson back in the fold as well. He's able to give you four assists. He's been able to help facilitate a little bit of offense for South Carolina. But for South Carolina, they're going up against a UAB team that they really do a great job in all aspects in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. One of the top teams in all of college basketball. UAB, they're back in the top 85 in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis after a little bit of a rough season to start out with. And they've got a guy by the name of Jordan Jelly Walker who's been able to give you nearly 25 points per game. He shoots it well from three-point range, and UAB is truly a blazer in terms of their offense. As you've got so many guys around them that they just do a great job of knowing their role. Like you've got both of the Brewer brothers, Ladarius and Ty Brewer. They're combining for eight and a half rebounds, 16 and a half points per game. Neither of these guys necessarily go bombs away from three-point range. And really, other than Jelly Walker, you don't necessarily have a ton of great three-point shooting, but what you do have with this UAB team is a bunch that they're able to get the ball down low to some like KJ Buffin, 10.5 points, 7.5 rebounds per game. JV on Davis, he's been able to do a nice job with 8 points, 6 boards. Trey Jemison gives you a block, 7 rebounds, about 7 points per game. These guys all really know their role. And for South Carolina, it's an undersized time. Undersized, I should say, team. Because you've got Hayden Brown. He comes in from the Citadel. He's a 6'5", little bit of an undersized forwardy. Gives you about 10 points per game, but he's not able to do a ton down low because he's able to tear it up at the SOCOM level with the Citadel, but now you're staring at someone that's having to go up against better competition and just been coming up sink eyes there. Chico Carter is someone I do like. He's able to shoot it well from three-point range thus far this season, 46.5% from distance with 12 points per game as South Carolina as a whole. They do shoot about 32, 33% from three-point range. Not great, not terrible, but they also shoot... 62.5% at the free throw line. That is one of the lesser marks in all of college basketball. They really don't do a good job of being able to force turnovers with being outside the top 250 in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. I do think that it's going to be costly for them. I do think that just because you're going to see a little bit more of an up-tempo style, UAB, they rank in the top 20 nationally in terms of possessions per game. We've seen them really do a nice job of speeding up a lot of teams that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be sped up that you're going to see a lot more scoring in this game. UAB has been one of the best Blazers on offense in all of college basketball. Set my total at 150, so I'm willing to go over and with UAB. Set them as a six or an 18-point favorite. So here at the 16, I'm going to be willing to lay the number as well. Let's take a look at another mid-major versus power conference matchup in which I lean towards the mid-major as well. This is 639, 640 on the board. DePaul on the road against Duquesne. Duquesne... In most spots, is a one-point favorite. I'm seeing a stray one-and-a-half out there, but total on this game, it is anywhere between 148 and 148-and-a-half. And, and with the with Duquesne, the absolute maximum I'm going to lay is one, as I did set them as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, but I'm going to lay the very small number here with Duquesne. Duquesne coming off of a little bit of a disappointing loss against Marshall, but Tate Grant is a flamethrower scorer for this team. He's able to give you 18 points per game. And on the flip side, Umash Gibson is shooting over 40% from three. He's been able to chip in there for this DePaul bunch. 
right around six assists per game, 16 and a half points, shooting 40% from three-point range, but with having Austin Rotroff stepping up down low for this Duquesne team, that has been good for them, eight rebounds per game. Now, the one thing that you want to be taking a look at in terms of DePaul is that they've been without Caleb Murphy, but he's been practicing a bit more. He's been expected to play the last few games, but has not been getting out there. I do think that the day it is going to be happening is on Wednesday against Duquesne, and he's a legitimately solid defensive player. He's someone that comes in from South Florida. I do think that that gives you a little bit of extra juice in terms of the under in this game, as right now we're seeing it between about a 148 to a 148 and a half. I set my more around at 143, so good value there, especially with a Duquesne team that is average in terms of tempo. They're not necessarily looking to push a tempo, but at the same time, they do a solid job just being a play their style, but want to lay up to one with Duquesne. I do think that they're going to do a nice job with their backcourt, and now we've got our, our number two VEASAN pro tip, VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of these. Those of you guys who are looking at the NFL futures market, something that may not come to mind for you, but tiebreakers. They're going to be very important this time of year. We've got a lot of close divisions. Take tiebreakers into consideration when you're firing in on the NFL futures market. And I think that that's honestly a good tip for any futures market. And coming up next, we're going to continue to take a look at the Wednesday College Basketball Board right here on the Great Peterson Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. The Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or own sportsbook. Must be 21 or own sportsbook. Must be 21 or own sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.